Good morning, and welcome to Music to My Beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. My name is Zach. I am joined by Warren, and we do this every Sunday from 10 until noon. This is a very special, all right, it's not a very special episode, but uh, we were laughing before the show started. We said, do you realize this is the 250th episode of Music to My Beers? We should be syndicated and then some, right? Isn't that how you get into syndication after you do 100 episodes? I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, but it's a very fun part of the uh, of the beer calendar because now we're we're closing out January. It's time to start looking ahead toward February. We have a lot of uh, drinking holidays to get to. And, uh, man, I feel like in the winter months, this is uh, when you're really you're, you're hunkered down. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in your bungalow, you know, your beer cellar. You're at your house. You're, you're sipping some, some fantastic stuff. And it feels like because of the time of year it is, you have an excuse to drink the higher ABV stuff, you know, the 13 and 14% stouts you've been hanging on to. At breakfast time. At, <laughs> well, at breakfast time. Uh, you know what? It's it's not Saturday, but uh, you can behave like it is. We have a lot of music to my beers to get to. We have some great news and notes on the way. We have our pick six. We're going to give you our beer recommendations. Welcome. Nice to have you. Michiana's first, first best, 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 best and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music, music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Welcome to our weekly beer show. Glad to have you aboard. This is the 250th episode extravaganza of Music to My Beers. We have no special guest plan, and we're staying inside in the studio because it's been a crappy cold week. It's our hunkered down show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we could say that. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're staying indoors all winter because well, there's nothing else to do. Uh, one of the things I did want to talk about this news kind of broke earlier in the week, like Wednesday, Thursday, is a uh, a giant brewery in Michigan was picked up by an even bigger brewery, Atwater Brewing of uh, of Detroit was oh, sold yeah. was sold to the Tenth and Black Beer Company, which is the craft division of. Molson Coors. Oh, is that the one that does? Okay, so Molson Coors. That's Blue Moon, and that. Yeah, there are a couple of things I didn't understand. I didn't know about this story. <clears throat> I'm familiar with Atwater. We've all had an Atwater beer here or there. Yeah, I didn't realize it was. Uh, according to this, before the transaction, it was the fourth largest brewing company in Michigan. Wow. So, so I think it goes what like Founders Bell's, New Holland, and then, or, or Perrin. Perrin could be up there too. Aren't they pretty big? I think they're I think they're too new to be okay. as big as the rest of them. But I, I didn't know Atwater was that big of a brewing uh, operation. I did not either. Yeah. Whoa. The uh, the owner Mark Wraith said uh, for Atwater to continue to grow, it's going to require both capital and brewing expertise. We've heard a, uh, a statement similar to that a hundred times over. It said born in Detroit, raised everywhere. Atwater's been around since 1997. Wow. They so they were right there on the et- tail end of the big boom from the 80s and early 90s um craft beer startups. Yeah, from what I understand this Mark Reith, the guy that, uh, that owns that water that just sold it to uh, Molson Coors, he was not the original like founder of the brewery. It was founded in 97. He bought it back in 2005. Oh. So you saw a future with it. There are two most most popular beers and these are the ones we've tried are the Dirty Blonde and then the Vanilla Java Porter, which I could go for right now. That one's that's yeah. pretty good. It's a perfect beer it's a 5%. for 5% for this time of year, they have uh, locations in Gross Point Park and Grand Rapids. Ah, uh, that's why I feel like I've—I don't know that I've been there, but I feel like I've seen it. I haven't been beer like beer Grand Rapids trip in geez, probably a year, year and a half. But every time you go to Grand Rapids, there's a new brewery popping up. But I—I I, I couldn't tell you where Atwater was. I'm laughing because I talked to my wife into we're going to Frozen on Ice in Grand Rapids hey. Sunday on a Sunday. 
um, with the kids, but we're going to go up a Saturday and stay the night and kind of go to different breweries and stuff. Kind of go to different breweries. <laughs> if you're downtown Grand Rapids, there are 15 within uh, within like a square mile, two miles of uh, of central downtown. So yeah. yeah, it's going to be a great time. I, I didn't know where Atwater was, but that's the big brewing news we're off of this week is that somebody bought Atwater. Yeah, well, and what I didn't realize, too, is how I mentioned just before that about the Blue Moon stuff. So that 10th and Blake Beer Company it includes Kugels, Terrapin out of Atlanta, and then also uh, AC Golden Brewing Company. Um so they I mean they're they're joining a pretty big profile uh, or portfolio of different breweries in and around like Lining Google. You can find that everywhere now, you yeah, know. Yeah, and I'm sure the uh, the price it says it's undisclosed when the uh, press release came out earlier this week. I'm sure we'll find out what it was, but um yeah, the New Holland uh, tap room downtown is right across the river from the Atwater Brewing. So, oh, really? You gonna have a good time, Zach? Yeah, yeah. Is that their Knickerbocker place? Yes. That they have? Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then right uh, three blocks behind that is uh, Harmony Hall, which is another fun uh, brewery you could stop at. I think it's been about three years since my son was born that we had been uh, in downtown Grand Rapids because my wife used to go all the time. She's a Hope College grad. Grand Rapids was where they would go and hang out on the weekends and yeah. stuff, and the, the Bob's there and all that fun stuff. But there's since then, even there's been the massive upgrowth of the different breweries and stuff. I lived in Grand Rapids from 2005 to seven, and the only craft anything we had downtown there was Hopcat, which that was their very first flagship location, and then there was Stella's, which is more more geared toward the craft whiskeys and craft uh, bur- oh. bourbons. But they had a, a load of craft beer, but. Downtown it was pretty much it, and everything that's gone on down there in the uh, in the years since is all is all brand new. Perrin wasn't a thing. Uh, Fountain Hill, the brewery Vivant, all that's brand new, and then um, now the Bob's making their own beer. So yeah, there's a lot to do and drink downtown Grand Rapids. Yeah, I'll have to do a little bit of research. That's going to come up in a couple of weeks when we go up there. But that that is one of the cooler towns. It's it's small enough that you're not like going into Chicago and dealing with all the traffic and stuff. Yeah, but it's big enough that there's a lot to do. Yeah, and uh, we did a, a similar to what Southwest Michigan Brew Tours does. I know that they'll take you to Grand Rapids if you want, but there are also uh, companies up there that will, you know, cart you around. We did a couple of those a while back, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. But man, it gets it gets pricey real quick. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're like I've been to seven craft breweries. Holy smokes! <laughs> well, now I wonder if this new buy is going to make Atwater that much bigger because I know Founders is one of the biggest breweries in town there. So I wonder. If they're going to invest money into the actual physical location, or if it's just going to be a big production thing that they're wanting to grab, uh, I don't know. But it is nice to be able, and I know that everybody has their opinion about oh, uh, you know, breweries being bought out by a major conglomerate. But it's funny when this happens, and it's a brewery you really don't care about. Mm-hmm. I read the article, and I remember having almost no emotion at all. I'm like, okay, cool, uh, they got bought. <laughs> yeah, good for them, I suppose. That's awesome. Um, you know, their beers are okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anybody who's an uh, Atwater Brewing diehard, but that's the, we feel like it's our duty to bring you some of the happenings with, uh, with and the beer game. That's, uh, you know, how, how the landscape is changing over the years and has changed even since we've been 250 episodes into this, you know, we, I, I'd say when we first started, there was not a whole lot of like conglomerate business beer buying and stuff like that no and you and i we have uh, all of the shows uh on a hard drive here at the station and i don't think either of us has the fortitude to go back and listen to like the first 10 episodes just to see what beers we were talking about because this is going back what 2005 six years now yeah ish just to talk about i mean i know we're probably talking about some of the same beers that we always talk about but i think you know that 
Back when the show first started, it was all oh, fresh zombie dust. I found it. Where did you find it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny how far we've evolved. We're glad to have you aboard for this, the 250th episode of Music to My Beers. We do the show every Sunday from 10 to noon, and uh, we like to talk beers. Zach and I, not experts. We, You will not find us writing uh, columns or offering any, you know, um, I can't even think of a... Our vocabularies are so poor. You I know won't find us reviewing to... any beers officially. No, uh, I revealed a uh, or I reviewed a beer for another radio station a couple weeks ago, and I was talking about the uh, the the lightness of the the the, the feeling of uh, in your palate of the the honey and the clovers and. And they're like, what? I'll drink a beer and then write a review for it, put it on my untapped profile, and then I will read a friend's review of the same beer and think, wow, I didn't taste any of that. Am I an, am I an idiot? I didn't get any licorice bark or whatever. Whatever The, uh, have the palate of a small child. Yeah, yeah junk flavorism. Like, I kind of got a wisp of mashed potatoes at the end. But that's about where we're at. Zach and I like to think of ourselves as your average craft beer enthusiast. We get excited about everything that anybody else gets excited about. Yeah. Um, like milkshake IPAs. Yeah, you gave or, me one a couple of weeks ago that I thought was going to be uh, a real drain pour, as they say, but it turned out to be fantastic. It was the eggnog milkshake IPA. Yeah. Dude, I, it, that one came from Westbrook, and that's actually right where your uh, sister and brother-in-law live out of uh, South Carolina. Yeah. And Westbrook has some pretty solid stuff if you can get a hold of it, but it's mainly in the South. So when I saw that, I was like, I've never had this one, and it was an egg. It was a holiday blend so that they did the uh the lactose with uh i think they actually put egg in there and then some uh, other flavors but then they let it sit in whiskey barrels it took like i hate eggnog i hate it i i will never be an eggnog guy i don't care how much booze you throw in and i'm not a fan but when i opened that and started drinking it it had all of that nutmeggy like just the 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 herbs and spices that go along with with eggnog without that <laughs> eggnog <laughs> flavor, but the lactose gave it a nice thick mouthfeel, and I thought, okay, this is actually surprising. Yeah, and I I keep meaning to bring you another one from Bare Hands that I it's is this the apricot? Yes, and I I have it stored so nobody else can drink it in the fridge, and uh, I have yet to bring it in, so I apologize. There's nothing worse, and uh, I'm sure we could do an entire show on. So I've got this, you know, ridiculous, well, now I guess it's pretty infamous, mini beer fridge in my garage. And that's where I keep, you know, my stash of crispy IPAs that are going to be here and gone inside of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Or if you have friends over, you're like, hey, grab something. But that's also where I keep my beers that are are stashed for other people. (laughs) And my wife and I were heading out last weekend on a Saturday, and she's like, uh, she's like, can I get a beer? Before we head out, I said, sure, we get pregame. So I grabbed her a Centennial. She looked at me. She goes, well, do you have anything else? I was like, all right. So I went back, and all I had was I had Centennial and All Day. That was all I had in there. Oh, uh, gotcha. That wasn't earmarked for somebody else. Right. So uh, she she said, you don't have anything special or cool in there? I'm like, well, I do, but it's meant for other people. And she goes, are they more important than your wife? <laughs> I said, well, they're all over 11%. So but if you want to go out cross-eyed after pregaming, we can do that. And she saw my point. But I've got to do a better job of making sure that thing, making sure I've got some nice, some nice, like some bare hands would be great stashed there. Yeah. Or, or even some hop slam. That's that's one thing that I had in my fridge this past week that my wife looked in. She's like, "Ooh, can I have one?" I was mm. like, "Yes, you can." Yeah, hop slam's great. And I had a I had a funny minute uh, moment last weekend when I went and picked up my my yearly sixer. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone in the entire store was grabbing the, grabbing one. It felt like when you walk into a place and it's like it's like you know it's like a toy release at a toy store before Christmas. Yeah, people were grabbing one off, and I wasn't going to buy any because I'm like, well, it's you know twenty bucks right now. I don't want to spend twenty six whatever. 
And I, I got I got such FOMO. I'm like, well, if I don't get it, everyone's going to buy it. People, it's going to sell out. So I grabbed one. It, it, I think it's great this year, dude. It is so good, and it's so good fresh too. Like holding on to it for a couple of months, a lot of the hops fall off. You still get the honey, and it gets a little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. But man, opening up a can that's a two week old little baby can, you know. And as far as being a ten point oh two. Like that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that thick honeyness that really covers up all the, like the hop bite. And it's, it's really smooth and drinkable, which was one of the scariest things about hop slam. When we first started drinking it all those years ago is damn, you don't, don't taste any of this. <laughs> yeah, it's got 3% more than a two hearted and it tastes just as smooth. Yeah. And, and I remember a couple of years back, I mean, three, four, when the show first started, even going back that far, that when hop slam came out for bells every January, you'd find it on tap, but it was only at the highest of high end craft beer bars. Yeah. And now it's getting a little more widespread. Like we did, uh, Jason and I did a remote at the Wings, et cetera, on Cleveland after last week's show was over, and they had Hop Slam on tap there. And I thought, you can do this just about anywhere now. Fantastic. Yeah. I think somebody posted a picture of theirs um, at Silver Beach Pizza, too. I think it might have been Jake. He was drinking out of a goblet, and I was pretty jealous of that on the Music to My Beers group that we have on Facebook. We'll we'll plug a little bit more of that oh, later. Yeah. We have a, a load of show to get to. We have to get to the B movie, and uh, <laughs> now we're going to reminisce about where we've seen beers we like on tap and thought, "Hey, that's pretty nifty." I need to go there. And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers. B movie. Music to my beers here on your home. Real Rock 1039 The Bear. I am Warren Cluck, joined by Zach Miller, and our powers combine every week around this time to bring you the greatest two hours of music and beer talk in broadcast history. Yeah. I mean, seriously, try to prove that it's not. <laughs> I dare you. This is a uh, segment of the show we do in the first hour of the program. Uh, this goes back all the way back to the very first episode of Music to My Beers as we mark the 250th episode. We've done 250 B-movie segments. That's crazy. We take beer, we pair it with movies, we give it a ratings. And Just about what... a different movie every time, too. Yeah, there are a couple of movies we do annually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure we'll get around to Beer Fest a little bit yeah. later on this oh, year. Yeah. But uh, this is a segment we've dubbed... The B-Movie. And you suggested this movie because it is very much a parallel to the world we're living in right now. <laughs> I like watching, during the winter months, I like watching movies with snow in it. Like, uh, there's the um, uh, the Quentin Tarantino one. Uh, man, I'm just blanking right now. Uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, Hateful Eight. Yeah. That was I like a, hunkering down for that one. Yeah, that's a great movie. Had an unexpected twist at the end. Yeah, it did. The, uh, the Revenant, you know, things like that where you can like watch movies and be like, I know just how cold they are because I am that cold too. This one goes back to 2011, a survival film of sorts starring Liam Neeson called The Grey. Oh, man. And I'm going to go first. Okay. I, I actually saw this in theaters, and it was released right around this time. I think it was uh, end of January, back in 2011 or 2012. And I'm a, one of my favorite movies of all time, my brothers and I used to watch it probably once a month when we were in college, is the uh, the Alec Baldwin and the Anthony Hopkins movie, The Edge. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I love it. You know, <laughs> Do you want to die out here, Bob? Do you? <laughs> and The Grey is almost the exact same movie if you swap out Bears for Wolves and if you swap out Alec Baldwin for Liam Neeson. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but So I knew walking into it, I'm like, this is going to be a home run, and it was. It's great. He's out there. He's by himself. He's against the elements. His whole job is to go out and kill gray wolves that are trying to you know, encroach on the oil drillers. And it wasn't a big hit, but this was right before Liam Neeson did Taken. 
Oh, yeah. When he was starting to get this weird, like, we're supposed to believe this, you know, guy in his late 50s is an action star point in his career. <laughs> uh, I love this movie. I'd watch it just about any day. But given the choice, I would still prefer The Edge. But uh, mm-hmm. this movie is a lot of fun. And I'm going to give it, mm, I'll give it one six-pack of uh, Dragon's Milk from uh, from New Holland. Not just dra- regular Dragon's Milk, the white Dragon's Milk. Oh. Yeah, they're white stout yeah. you can get in cans. I don't know that I have had that one yet. That white dragon's milk. I've seen it around. You know, it's not a style that gets a lot of play. Mm-hmm. It's not. We've had a couple of them here on the show, but I haven't had a white stout that I don't like. And I think this all started with Evil Checks, Clayton Bigsby from next door. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, with her Bigsby white stout. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton Bigsby. Uh, but I, I think it's great, but I don't think it's it's not ever going to you know rise to the ranks of even like a brute IPA where it's mm-hmm. you know loved because it's taking something that you expect to be one color and giving it to you in another format. Yeah, we well, and we worked with Rick over at uh, Studebaker Brewing to yeah. make our own beer show um, um, station um, identification. Identification, yeah, which was really good. It was delicious. I got a, a growler of that and took it home. Yeah, and, it, and they're usually they're not as as powerful as a as a full on full bodied regular traditional stout, but I yeah. I like them and uh, they work for me. So I'm gonna go with the Dragon's Milk White. I'm gonna go in an opposite direction of that, but also kind of stay with the stout game. Um, I I rented this movie. I remember when it came out, and Redbox was still a thing that I did. <laughs> hey, I still see, I still see people Redbox in all over town. There's one outside the CVS down the uh, down Ireland. I just I watch whatever comes on my Amazon Prime, like Aww. now or or on Netflix. My how times have changed. Um, but I enjoyed it, and I remember it kind of left with like a cliffhanger. Like, did he? Didn't he? I mean, if I'm ruining it for you, I'm sorry. But the movie's like eight Almost years a decade old. old. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with something that wasn't in the movie, but you'd probably see it if you were out in the winter, and that's a Yeti. So oh. I'm going to go with the Great Divide's Yeti Imperial Stout. I think that might be the first time this has ever been met. That beer's been mentioned on the show in 250 episodes. Should I go with a, a, the barrel-aged one? Comes in at 12.5? Oh, of course. The show always goes. Whenever, yes. whenever we're given a choice to go barrel-aged, we have to go barrel-aged. My goodness, Zach, it's winter months. And I'm going to go with uh, four of those. Because I thought the movie was pretty good and yeah. it's enjoyable, and I uh, want to. Yeah, dude, it's it's perfect. It's suspenseful. It's never going to go down as an all time classic, but it, it's a good, fun watch, it's a fun especially, one. especially yeah. this time of year. And we're everywhere. This show is not just a radio show. Oh no, no, no. It's twenty twenty. We are everywhere in all socials. We're part of the broadcast empire that is, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the all the big microphones. If, if you, you will. If you ever wondered to yourself, gee, what do Warren and Zach wear to work on Thursdays? Well, around here at Planet Radio, it is Beer Shirt Thursday. And uh, you and I are really the only people that participate, so I guess it's just Beer Shirt Thursdays for us. Well, this past week, uh, the receptionist, Taylor, she participated in it. That's right. By accident. Yeah, so there were three of us. <laughs> she just happened to get her picture taken because she walked in on the wrong day wearing the wrong colors, as they say. You wear a beer shirt, I'm taking a photo of it. Right. Uh, but you can find us on Instagram. Just uh, search for Music to My Beers. We share the places we're at, the things we're drinking, and also uh, what stupid beer shirts we have in our arsenal. Yeah. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Music to My Beers. And Zach is the Zach Lord. He's the gatekeeper. He lords over the Facebook group for Music to My Beers. I the do. Highly active. 
I'll approve you, no matter what, whether you answer those questions or not. You get the uh, because since we're a private group, we have the option to ask questions, and they're really easy and simple. It's like how many beers would you put? How how many beers would it take for you to enjoy Beer Fest? Or what are you currently in search of? And whether you answer those questions or not, we'll approve you because it's just a fun group to be a part of. And we get some um, different people posting what they're drinking or um, even where they're at, where they found something, and it's just a great way to know like. Hey, maybe something's on sale. Maybe you you know that at Martin's, if you ring up this certain beer, it's only four cents or whatever it is. <laughs> Didn't that happen once? That did happen once. <laughs> we everybody ripped him off. It was great. Uh, you can find us there. You can join our group. You can also follow Zach and I individually on Untapped. He is at Dad Beers. I am at Man Bear Cluck. We would love to be your buddy and drink along and toast your check-ins. And you can also podcast this show every Monday right around lunchtime. Zach has it up, and it's. Uh, a condensed version of the show. We cut out all the music, just give you the talk, and man, you can't believe how short the show actually is when you take out the music. <laughs> we talk beer for about 25 minutes, and then we hang it up after a couple hours. Yep. <laughs> uh, please join us. Be our friend. We have a lot of music to my beers to get to next hour. We have to talk news and notes. Zach has the exciting happenings that are coming up this week and this month in brewing. I guess eyes forward to the, to the beers that are coming out and and planning on things. And I know we've already got a full beer schedule of, of releases coming up in the next few months. We'll talk about that a little bit later in news and notes. But is there anything you you want to get your hands on? I told you about this earlier, and uh, we posted an article in the Music to My Beers Facebook page. Uh, I think it was Friday. We've got Bell's Two-Hearted, which uh-huh. everyone across the board, in survey after survey, agrees is America's best beer. Yeah. And it's available almost everywhere. It doesn't matter what kind of a dumpy dive hole you wandered into. They usually have some Two-Hearted. Might be a couple months old, but they got it. And this is, I mean, I know that beer tasting is subjective, but year after year, Zymergy Magazine, which is a bunch of brewers that get together and they decide the list, and it's it's home brewers and professional brewers as well, that get together and decide the list of the best beers in america and for many many years it was russian imperial or uh russian rivers yeah plenty the elder yes and it's been too hard for what the last three or four years yeah and every year they get a case of that plenty it's a it's a huge distinction um for for a craft brewer to have the best beer in america yeah and now they've rolled out and we haven't had it yet but on instagram i've seen cans of it i've seen it start to pop up on people's untapped profiles the last week and a half so it's floating out there i think kalabazoo is where it starts and it's going to work its way through distribution out to our neck of the woods is the light-hearted from bells yes which is a lower calorie lower carb lower alcohol version of two-hearted i can't wait to taste it because the one bad thing about two-hearted is when you google how many calories are in the two-hearted you're like my god no wonder my belly hangs over a buckle I had like two meals yeah, yeah. in one sitting. I could have uh, you know three two hearteds, or I can have uh, a Big Mac. <laughs> right. And, and then one of the things that Bell's was reporting earlier this week was that we're about to see Black Hearted, hmm. which is going to be a Black American uh, IPA. That's a bold take. We'll see if it works out for him. You now you you actually you and I kind of bickered back and forth about this. When we were talking about it. You don't like this stuff. You don't like Black IPAs. It, there's certain Racist. ones that I do. <laughs> There are certain ones that I do. I like Greenbush's Anger, but there is a time and a place, and I feel like a black IPA will only work during the winter. So that is the only time that I could see myself drinking it. I don't want a black IPA during the summer. I want something that is more refreshing, doesn't really have the – the. Uh, it's almost like a roasty, coffee, chicory flavor that comes with the black IPA. I love the bitterness that you get from the hops. But typically I only want that during the winter is that, that bitterness that you get from the coffee. The uh, 
the first one I ever had and wasn't spectacular. I can't remember where I was. It was some one-off craft brewery place that I went to. But the second one I had, I was in Founders, and I want to say this this predates music to my beers. This is going back, I think, geez, seven years, six years. Was at uh, was at Founders in in Grand Rapids at the tap room. They have obviously there's all day IPA. Oh, okay. they had a black, and it was called All Night IPA, and it was fantastic. Oh, it had much a much more pronounced uh, like malty presence to it. But I thought this is every bit as good as the all day. It's a completely different take on it. But um, Bell's is coming out with the black hearted uh, version of two hearted. And you're going to be able to find this. Now, it's not going to be available for distribution. It's going to be like vanilla black note where you need to go to the cafe and enjoy it there. Or you need to pick it up at Sixers to go at the general store. I'm trying to look up the founders. The uh, They had Dark Penance, which is their Imperial Black IPA. But there was something else, Black Rye. I remember when that one came out from Founders. I was on a bus trip mm-hmm. with a buddy who invited me up for that trip, and we actually got to go up to – we took the bus from Michigan City up to Founders and then uh, sat in the Centennial Room, and, I mean, it was like whatever you want. Beer, food, all that stuff was taken care of because it was from the reps that had had brought them all up there, and I just got invited because I was a, a guest with my buddy who owns the bar. You weaseled your way in. I weaseled my way in. That Good was you, a Zach great Miller. trip, yeah. man, yeah. Uh, it, it is fun to be. I'm going to draw a really hold my hand here while I draw okay. a really, really bold comparison. But uh, it's like 10 years ago when there was just Mountain Dew and then they rolled out Baja Blast and then there's Code Red and Game Fuel. All of these things, but they're still the bases. You know, it's Mountain Dew. It's underneath this. Yeah. What they've done with Too Hard, it reminds me of the last year of, of how Mountain Dew sort of branched out is you've got. The, the original, the classic that everybody loves and two-hearted. You've got the light version now, light-hearted. You've got double two-hearted for people that the regular one is not good enough. And that, I wish that would be regular all the time. Or at least, so good. Or at least make it more of a like a hop slam where it's out for one month. You can get it with no problem, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you're back. And now we've got a black-hearted, which is going to be you know in, in hyper-limited distribution. But I think it's fun because they're all working off that original uh, hops and malt bill. So it's, it's they're all very similar in taste, the ones we've had. And, you know, we were unsure when we opened Double Two-Hearted, well, what is this going to taste like? Are they going to screw it up? It tastes just like Two-Hearted, but twice as powerful, twice yeah. as hoppy, twice, you know. Tw- and yet it's still is just as smooth and yeah. well-balanced as a Two-Hearted. Yeah, and they took a big gamble because they were messing with their flagship beer. And uh, it, it's fun to me that they're doing this. And I just, I wish we could get our hands on it. I can't wait. There are no details, as the article said earlier in the week, about what... <laughs> When exactly it's going to be hitting the cafe and the tap room. But you remember, you can get from here to there in 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Door, door to door. So once it's out, we find out about it. We can make a beeline. I'd love to make a trip up there sometime, too. That should be a goal. Like we went to Niles on Thursday. <laughs> what? The corner of the show that Zach and I play snooty video store clerks and recommend our uh, favorite movies and DVDs for you to watch this week, only with beer. Ah, welcome to the pick six. And I'm going to start... The three beers that I'm going to recommend this week are both easy to get and locally attainable and uh, not also going to break your budget. Okay. I'm doing growlers and crawlers this week. I love that. Yeah. One of my uh, my favorite things over the last five, six months is uh, when I'm out running errands. And for some reason, I feel like I've been running my ass off for the last, I don't know, six months all over town doing things, helping people out and going to, uh, to work things. But when I'm in a corner of the community like Elkhart, like Goshen, uh, like the South Side, it's it's fun to me to grab a couple crawlers, just a couple, and mm-hmm. take a bag just to kind of mix up the beer fridge and have something different to sip on. And one of them, I'm going to give to the uh, the Goshen Brewing Company. Oh, nice! You and I were talking earlier about Black IPAs, and they've got one called Shoot Out the Moon. Oh, 
Uh, I haven't tried it, but if I get out of Goshen in the next couple of days, I'm definitely going to get a Crowler to come back. But it sounds like every bit of a classic black IPA you would love. You should try this one. I think this might bring you over. Yeah, well, um be in Goshen next weekend, so might have to pit stop there. They use Nugget, Centennial, and Chinook hops. We love all Ooh. three of those. And uh, it clocks in at about 6.8 with a 52 IBUs. Perfect. Delicious. Yeah, and I've never pulled anything from Goshen that I don't like. Uh, that's a fun place to swing by, grab a couple crawlers, because it's a fairly you know generous haul from my house, so it's it's one of those take stuff to go by all means. Uh, the next one is going to come from uh, Yakida over in Elkhart. Okay. I was through there. I happened to be in, <laughs> in Elkhart, dinking right. around last Saturday afternoon, so I swung by and got a, uh, a crawler to go of their Revolution IPA. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, always on tap, always fantastic, always fresh. They have breakfast cookies there? Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, Yakida doesn't do a bad beer. It's, no? it's a lot of fun. And uh, their pizzas are way better than a brewery's pizza should be. Ooh, yeah. Hermagird. Man, now I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I know. The crust is uh, is something else. To me, as an old school, I used to work at a pizza place. Like uh-huh. the, the crust is... is it'll, it can either make or ruin your pizza. I've been places where the toppings are fantastic, but the crust was garbage. Yakida's got it dialed in. That crust is a great foundation for everything you, you put on top of it with the toppings. It's been a while since I've had their crust. What kind of... Is it a cornmeal or... It's... it's it's hard to describe. It's firm, which is good. Mm-hmm. It supports the toppings, but it's not it's not crispy, and it's uh, it's just doughy enough where your teeth kind of seek into it a little bit. Mm. It's so, not like soggy. It and... reminds me a lot of the, uh, the little uh, mom and pop pizza joint I used to work at as a kid, so maybe that's, maybe that's why I have an affinity for it. Yum. And the next one is uh, Easy Growler Pull. from. You can either get it from Sawyer or the new Southside Satellite location inside Greenbush, but whenever I go in, I always find myself leading off... Uh, Batting lead would be the Star Chicken Shotgun. Nice. Which yeah. is which is their fantastic uh, IPA that is available just about all the time and everywhere. Uh-huh. And you can also get that at uh, any Belmont, Chalet, or uh, Blarney Stone around town. They always have it. But it's it's great. It's not the strongest two-hearted. It's just a slightly, I think it's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, so it, it mm-hmm. almost feels a little yeah. bit more sessionable. Or like maybe you can have one more than you normally would. But those are the three for me. Enjoy them, and uh, in crawlers or growlers. I like I like that. I kind of went with the same thing. Not I didn't do all crawlers and growlers, but I went with um, a Glasgow Butcher from Crooked U. Uh, you got to say the award-winning. It's the award-winning Glasgow Butcher because this one won at the uh, Great American Beer Festival. Was it a handful of years ago? Yeah, they got the bronze medal at the in in their category of Scotch ales. And what we didn't know, we learned from Andy and Sean, was that once your beer is awarded, that it hangs on to it for the rest of its life. Yeah, you can go in there and see the award, too, that they won. Yeah, it, it will always be the uh, medal-winning Glasgow Butcher Scotch Ale. I like I like being uh, close enough because they're right like a, less than a mile away from my house, so I like being able to go over there winter, summer, it doesn't matter, but, I mean, especially this time of year where you can basically walk if the roads are too you know, messy and whatnot. Yeah. Um, then, um, also in honor of, uh, Niles now selling recreational marijuana. I haven't heard anything about it. Oh yeah. It happened this past Thursday. Mm. I thought about, uh, Oscar blues, their pinner throwback IPA. Ah. When you pop open the can, take a big whiff. It's pretty dank. That and Highlight are two of like the danker beers, uh, for IPAs. And I know that smells like a safety meeting from dark horse was always a, Another one that we were big fans of. You know, it's funny. That's a brewery we haven't talked about a lot lately. Dark Horse. For the last year or so is Dark Horse. Yeah. I think they may have been going through some financial problems. I read somewhere online, maybe Uh, MLive. 
Ooh. Yeah, I'll have to dig more about that. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe, maybe I just imagined that whole thing. <laughs> no, Man. I think you, you might be right. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll dig deeper for next week. And the, then, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, the last one that I was going to add in is one that you can't get around here. Oh, but good. If, if you know people in Florida, if you know people that are getting ready to go, you know, spring break. Spring break typically starts now through the end of April, basically, for a lot of different schools. And if you can get Funky Buddha's Morning Wood. That is a great breakfast. We were talking about that earlier in the show. Beers to drink to with your breakfast. Morning wood is good. That's a uh, that's another show for another topic. What's your degenerate beer go to of choice? <laughs> I'd say I felt beer. bad. We've been doing the show an hour and a half so far, and I haven't even asked you how was your beer drinking week. I think my week went pretty well. I finished off my first six pack of Hop Slam. I haven't bought a second six pack yet, but I typically do um, every season. I'll, I'll buy one and then. You know, when the, the next shipment comes back around, I'll buy another six-pack of that. Um, I'm trying to think as far as beers go. Oh, I actually bought one of those Golden Ticket Revolution. Uh, I don't know anybody who's ever won on those, but they do oh. offer. What is it? Is it the? It's the League of Heroes. Yeah, what's the, oh, what's the event? Oh, you to the Comic-Con. Yeah, it's the, like the Chicago Comic-Con. Right, right. Um, and I bought it, and then I was a little disappointed. This is the first time that I've ever been kind of disappointed in Revolution because some of the cans were, like, over-carbonated. Mm. So I'd, I'd crack it and then let it sit in the sink, and it would, like, foam up and everything. And that was even before I poured it into a glass. So I'd always just kind of, like, let it sit for a while, then pour it in the glass. Um, it's something that I think you can control. So I've had that happen to me before, but I always assumed it's because uh, the beer was too cold. Oh, yeah, and that could be it because I kept it in my garage. That's, what, that's typically where it <laughs> happens to me is where it gets – because I don't have a heated garage – and I'll go out there and I'll I'll pop a beer and put it in the sink and just and it'll uh, you know about a half an inch inch and a half of foam might out but I just that's what I thought it was I didn't know if maybe it was because it was over carbonated and I might have bought in it because uh, it was it was canned back in October so I might oh, have it was old did, it you, was, did you win a golden ticket I did not but I enjoyed it I mean the the beer still held up for being three months old and they had the uh, Northeast hero the Northwest hero yep. uh, the Midwest hero yeah, and then their anti hero. Uh, I think Cryo here was the last one I had. That was oh, okay. uh, that was pretty fun. But it's like, you know, when you win tickets to Dark Lord Day or you're in for Prop Day or Bare Hands, everybody will jump on the internet on either, you know, the Music to My Beers group or South Bend Craft Beer Enthusiasts and say, hey, I got tickets. Anybody else going? I've never in the history of that promotion seen one person win a golden ticket out of a uh, Revolution uh, Hero pack. How many do you think there are in those packs? Like five, I think? I, there's got to be... I don't even know. I don't know how many people go to Chicago Comic Con. Like yeah. you know, six thousand, eight thousand. I, I have no idea. But it'd be really fun. Yeah, I stopped buying them because it's twenty dollars uh, a twelve pack, and that's you know, uh, I yeah, could, I could fly it better. I'm kind of. Uh, I earlier this week I, I made a beer trade with Old Man Ernie. He and I like to swap beers. Oh, nice. And he's one of those guys that everybody has that beer friend where you give them a beer or two beers, and then they give you like eight mm-hmm. or ten. <laughs> And so I had one beer for him. It was the Old Nation uh, M-E-M-I. Which is really good, by the way. And I said, swing by. I got a beer for you. And I gave it to him. He goes, well, hang on. I got some for you. <laughs> and he gave me nine beers. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I know he, like, in, you know, all honesty, he balls harder mm-hmm. uh, on payday than I do. And mm-hmm. so it's hard to keep up with anybody like that. But he also spends a lot more on craft beer. So he he'll just... He's very generous with it, but I, so I spent the weekend peeling through those, and it was an odd mix. So there was like three or six different ones, and all stuff I'd never had before. So I was super grateful. But you always feel like kind of a heel when you're like, "Here's the one beer I got you, and I'll take the six you got me in return." 
<laughs> He's always got the good stuff, too, coming from Great Notion or Cycle Brewing down in Florida. And yeah, I, I never know what he's going to have next. No, he's one of those fancy mail order beer guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The postal guy has no idea what he's dropping off. So, did you peel through six of those or? Yeah, yeah. I, I drank them all. And there's one bomber that he gave me I've, that I'm going to have to sit on for a while just because, you know, a weekend is so long and brother's got to stay employed. Right. Can't <laughs> be rolling into work on uh, on Monday. But yeah, so I, I mean, uh, and, and they were all great. I didn't have anything that was uh, out there fantastic, but. Um, you know, I'm still working, trying to trying to work my way through my cellar. You and I still have a, a Bourbon County we got to kill and some other things, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to make it like a three year, four year limit the cellar. Okay, I've never had anything that I've aged five or or four or five years that has really been like, wow, I'm glad I aged this. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious about that Dark Lord. Once my son turns 21, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. Well, I've got a beer tasting to go to uh, in February. A buddy of mine's having a bottle share, and I'm going to bring some of my older Dark Lord variants. Sweet. Uh, but the oldest ones I have are four years old, but I've never held anything for five years and thought, I'm glad I did this. You Marshmallow. Have all, yeah, we've had experiences on the show when we're like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's neat, but never like, this beer was made infinitely better by not enjoying for nearly half a decade. I always had 2014 Goose Island this past Christmas. Yeah, and the KBS, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a, I've had a couple of different one-off old ones over the years, and I thought, because I had one that was found. It was a 2010, uh, what was it? The, it was the, geez, not Arrogant Bastard. It was, oh, from Stone, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I found that one at the citywide closing sale when they closed down that original location. But it didn't, I don't think it gained much from being mm-hmm. that old. All right, yeah. We've reached the end. It's the finish line. We did it. It is the finish we line. Go, we can go drink after this. <laughs> um, so uh, we've got a couple of things to talk about. There's some new stuff coming out that we can look forward to, and that's basically what this is for News and Notes. I tell you about anything new coming out, any of our favorite breweries that might have uh, a change in the lineup in 2020 or any events that we've got to be on the lookout for. And uh, Perrin, who I mentioned earlier in the show, they're out of Michigan. They're doing a a carrot cake cream ale, and I'm that could be great or awful. I know I'm kind of curious about it. It's it's one of those things that like I think you either love carrot cake or you hate it. Like there's no in between. They're like, yeah, I could go for that. Yeah, they do a really good job up there in Comstock Park, and it's uh, it's it's very three Floydsy, and its vibe is it's in a business park. It is a giant space. Oh yeah, and uh, their beers are all fun. They recently gave all their beers their flagship line of beers a facelift, a graphics change. Oh yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, sort of a la Goose Island a mm-hmm. little bit, but um, I, I, they I guess they intended to look a little bit cleaner and crisper, but they said the same great taste. Yeah, and they, they, with this new carrot cake cream ale, they say that it's uh, got a wide variety of specialty malts, got some rich cake flavor and multi backbone. So, mm. like, oh, that might be interesting. I'll be on the lookout for that. Have it with about an inch and a half of cream cheese frosting. <laughs> yeah. mm. I would love that. Yeah. Man. Mm. I know it's not the most popular cake on the planet, but dude, good carrot cake's great. Yeah, especially if you nail that cream cheese frosting. It's yeah. got to be subtly, not, it's got to be not sweet. Too thick, not too thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's why I look the way I do. Um, Oscar Blues, we were talking about them earlier as well. They've got some new beers coming out called, one is Slow Chill. It's a Vienna-style lager that they're releasing. Um, kind of cool. I'm, I'm into that. I mean, any kind of lager that, you know, kind of is a lower ABV, easy drinker, can get you kind of into the craft beer scene. Yeah, and I think uh, what similar what happened with Hazy's, how they got real popular and everybody has to have one. Like, you just have to have one. Yeah. Now loggers are doing the thing where everybody's got to have it. And uh, you and I think this is a better way for craft breweries to kind of flex their their uh, skill and their mastery of what they're doing because that's a harder beer to make. Yeah. 
And it, it's uh, it's something that I know that, you know, for a long time, craft beer was like, ah, oh, we're, we're better than the big guys. But like a Bud, a Coors, Miller, they're all, Miller. they all drink pretty good. They do. You know? Uh, the other ones that they're creating in this new lineup is the Death by King Cake, which yeah. is really cool. It's got that Mardi Gras style yeah. can and everything, and it's brewed with vanilla, cinnamon, uh, nutmeg, cacao, orange peel, and pecans. So it's like... And there's a little plastic. Version. There's a little plastic baby in each can. That would be awesome. <laughs> like one of those little fidget spinners, like they put in the Guinness. Yeah, but it's a baby. I do. I went to New Orleans, and that was a big deal. Everywhere we went, I never understood. Like, how did that even start? How did the tradition of putting a little plastic baby in the king cake even start? Probably a small child walked by as somebody was baking it, and fell, fell in, the batter, fell I don't in. Know. That was the it was curtains for that child. And the uh, the last one is the can of bliss that they have, but it's a double version of can of bliss. Okay. Yeah. So I could I could rally behind that. It's a Citra Double IPA. Oscar Blues always does great stuff. They do. I think Old Chubb was the very first Oscar Blues I had, and uh, since then we've fallen in love with Ten Fifty. Yeah, Barrel Age Ten Fifty, mm. Java Barrel Age Ten Fifty, Rum Barrel Age Ten Fifty, Coconut Barrel Age Ten Fifty. We sound like uh, what's his name, Bubba? Hey, there was a day, there was a time. I think it was four years ago where I I paid money for a, a can of the Barrel Age Ten Fifty. Yeah, and that was the most money I'd ever forked over for a can of beer in my life. I think at that time it was like sixteen or fifteen bucks. Yeah. I remember, that's walk, there. I remember thinking, walking out like, I don't know if I feel good about this. Like, that's a lot of money, man, for a can of beer. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's uh, put this date on our horizon, too. Last one is the uh, Four Winds Brew Hop. Yeah, I can't wait. March 29th, that's a Sunday. Price after for, the show. Prize for the working man. Yeah, 3 to 7 p.m. Might call in the next day. <laughs> no. No, probably call not. Drunk. I saw your own tab check-ins, man. You got the brown bottle flu. <laughs> We'll talk more about that as we get closer to the event. Thank you for joining us here for another uh, lovely edition, the 250th episode. We'll take your congratulations via Facebook. We appreciate that. Uh, This is Music to My Beers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.